Hi, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. I'm your host, Dominique Narciso, and I'm a certified high-performance coach, author, and international speaker. I help you redefine personal and professional success so that you can create an awesome lifestyle with more income, impact, and freedom. So welcome, everyone, to episode number 58, Take It One Day at a Time. So I'm super excited to share with you this awesome conversation I had with Rona Job. She's a partner at Smart Settlements and also the founder of Level Up Strategies. She's had a career doing management consulting and also has traveled abroad uh, you know, with her spouse in the diplomatic corps. She's lived in Brazil and has lots of stories and insights to share, especially if you are a working mother uh, and someone who is supporting the family while also trying to achieve career and professional goals. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Positive Success Show. I have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Rona Job, and she is a partner at Smart Settlements and also the founder of Level Up Strategies. I met Rona through the internet, <laughs> you know, just, just really looking at other entrepreneurs out there that have lived the international lifestyle and understand the challenges that people face when they transition from country to country, from job to job, or just transitioning in between careers. And so I wanted to bring Rona onto the show. Rona, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, this is this is great. And I think a lot of our, our listeners, you know, have that challenge of how do you actually navigate transition? How do you, especially if you're in the international lifestyle? And so I would love to learn more about what you have done to to do that to transition successfully um, in between countries, in between, you know, just just in that in between. Sure. Um, well, I work a lot with um, you know with frameworks, and I try to really understand what am I getting into from a framework point of view, just so I can identify where I am because that's kind of like my roadmap, right? So I remember when every time I would either start a new job or, you know, we would move overseas or we would move back to the U.S. I kind of always go back to the, uh, that U curve, you know, like I know like at six months in my honeymoon phase is going to be over and I'm going to start feeling a certain way. And then at one year or two years in, I know I'll start to get comfortable. And I know that, um, at that point we will probably have to move again or at the three-year mark, that's kind of my comfortable space. Like I just kind of try to keep in mind, like there is a flow to this. There is a, there is a somewhat of a formula that I'm going to sort of be following in terms of how I'm feeling in terms of what my experiences will be. And I just kind of try to navigate kind of my mindset as I'm going through those, um, those different points of that transition. No, that's, that's great. And I love your, that, that visualization of the, I'm like, I never thought about it that way, but that, that is totally how it feels when you are moving to a new country and trying to figure things out. And so can you share uh, with our listeners and our audience, you know, what was that first move abroad like for you and kind of how you thought about or approached uh, your, your professional life? Sure. Um, so we moved to Brazil was our very first post overseas. And we had, you know, we'd known how long it was going to be. And we had prepared for it, actually, um, prior to moving to Brazil, I kind of, I prepped, you know, the current company that I was working with. And I had said, you know, this is what's in the horizon. What is it going to look like? Is there, is there a possibility of me um, working overseas? And how can we make that happen? A lot of what I was doing at the time was remote already. And like, how can we kind of translate this into an overseas thing? It was 
difficult a little bit for, um, you know, for the, for the kids because they would have to start new schools. But I tried to mitigate a lot of kind of the, the negative, um, negative experiences they will have, or even I will have, or my whole family will have, um, by trying to prep for it as much as I can, uh, doing a lot of research for it. You can never really prepare for the unexpected, you know, but for the things that you can expect, I try to prepare for it. Like, what are the different schooling options? Okay. In terms of a career, where will I, where will I be in a year or two? And what, am I okay with that? So a lot of it is first kind of really getting yourself into accepting kind of what's happening, like worst case scenario, best case scenario, and then going from there with the prep. Um, I have a ton of planning tools, <laughs> like you name it from like <laughs> hacking to, and a lot of them are still saved, you know, in a lot of various different spreadsheets and I've even moved into different apps. Um, you know, what are we bringing every time, um, you know, what's in the UAB? Like, what if we're going on R&R? Like, what is, uh, what are we bringing? Like, what are we preparing for? So it's definitely a lot of prep work. And I think the logistical prep actually helps me, um, get into that, that mindset that like, okay, this is going to be difficult. Um, we're trying to prep for it as much as we can. It may not go a hundred percent perfectly well, but that's okay. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and that's, no, that's like, that's amazing. Just all that preparation that you do. And, and I'm curious to hear, what do you, so when you say you're going through your process of understanding, like, okay, what, what is it going to be for my kids, for myself, uh, et cetera. And then asking yourself, am I okay with that? So how do you know if you're okay with that or not before you do the actual move? Because I think that that requires a high level of self-awareness and, you know, it's like, how do you deal with ambiguity? Because it's, it's a great question. And I wish I asked my question. I asked that question to myself every time we moved, because I kind of just went full speed ahead and try to get anything that I could in terms of, in terms of professional experience. Yeah. Not that we didn't go full speed. I felt like we, we went full speed. I mean, we had about, um, I mean, we knew ahead of time, about a year ahead of time that we were going to be leaving. We didn't know where, you know, with the state department, you never really know until, until they, they give you a, a green light. Um, and I think we were six months out when we, uh, when we found out where we were going, but I do recall, at least for myself, you know, um, I feel like with, with the kids stuff, it, it's so hazy now at this point, but I do know for me personally and professionally, it kind of sat down and it was in a bit of a shock before we, we even left. And I said, you know, um, there's a very, very high chance and high possibility that us moving will mean that my career at best will stagnate. Mm-hmm. And am I okay with that? Mm-hmm. And I guess I just kind of made a calculated decision um, in my mind going, okay, well, that's going to slow down, but what enrichment do my kids get out of this? What, um, what, uh, additional resiliency skills will they gain from this? You know, what additional travel opportunities? I love to travel. And I think that's what pulls a lot of us into this lifestyle. Um, and I asked myself, will this be worth it now when it came to actually all of this coming to pass, um, to say that it was not, um, difficult to reckon with, I, I would be lying. It was absolutely devastating to, to reckon with, with that reality. But you know, you, that's, you got to take it one day at a time. I mean, if I had known how difficult it would have been at the end of it, would I have done it ahead of time? Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love this. I love this conversation. And for those uh, that are listening or watching, 
Uh, Ron and I were both in this international uh, US, US diplomatic lifestyle. So moving every two to three years, uh, so unsettled, not unsettled, but just constantly on the move. So this challenge of, you know, really adapting quickly to the fast changes and not knowing what's going to happen next. Uh, so Rona, in, in Brazil, how did you, were you able to work remotely or how did you, what did you end up doing there? And then, and then we'll go into how did you transition back to the States? Yeah. So I did work remotely in Brazil just about the whole time I was there. Yeah. Um, I continued on with what I was doing. I was a management consultant, um, still am at heart in, in a lot of many different ways. <laughs> um, and so that was something that we were able, I was able to bring with me overseas and majority of the time that we were there, I was full-time working remotely, um, which, you know, for, for better or for, for worse, you know, was, was great because I felt like I was still able to have my hand or my foot into my own career and at the same time experience the richness of the culture, the community that was there. Um, and we actually ended up having our third child um, while we were posted in Brazil, although we had come back to the U.S. to have our third child. So I came back here and then they came back again. So it was like multiple kind of there's many moves and then large moves that had happened in between. At the very end of our our time in Brazil, I, I did end up no longer working, just kind of gave up everything because we were at a point where, you know, we were seven months out from moving back from, you know, from Brazil to the U.S. Did I want to focus on bringing on additional clients and continuing to do this remotely? while I had a three month old um, and also then prepping my kids, you know, for summer over there and then also prepping us back um, to come back to the US. And so I made the decision to just kind of take a pause, sort of an extended um, maternity leave, <laughs> which was kind of nice. Um, and we found ourselves, you know, towards the end of that year, traveling back and moving back to the US. Awesome, awesome. And we've been here since. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's great. And so, and so, what do you, uh, what do you do now? And 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 how did you like when you made that transition back to DC? Like, how did you get into smart settlements and uh, and kind of just you know resettle back into the United States? Because I think a lot of folks that do go back to the states, it's it's hard to start up again because um, it is it's like this start and stop, start and stop, you know, flow. And and you know, you've done. You've done incredible for yourself in terms of what you do now. So can you share a little bit about how you approached that? Well, thank you. Um, for well, I'll I'll start from like a personal perspective and then I'll share some of the professional side of things. In terms of our family, at this point, we had kind of moved a few times, whether they were full-on moves or like mini moves, you know, for for coming back and having the baby and then back back to uh Brazil and then back again. So I think with our family, it was, it was difficult, although it was a little easier, I guess, because everybody spoke the language, everybody knew where things were. I mean, we were coming back to home, essentially, you know, DC is, is our home, um, or the DC metro area, I should say. And although it was still difficult in that, you know, you, you didn't have we were in a hotel for like four months. It was really difficult. We didn't, we had our house, but we didn't have any furniture in the house. So here and there we were kind of in between. 
the kids had changes in, you know, who they, their friends were back then to who their friends were now. And so it was challenging, but I think for us, we, it was slightly easier because we already had a network here. You know, we already had friends here. We already had families here that we knew and could trust. So I think it was a little bit easier on that side. Um, professionally, a lot of things were up in the air and it just, for me, it felt like a great opportunity to just see what else I'd like to get into besides what I already knew to do. So it's funny because I actually had um, interviewed for, you know, for a couple positions while I was in Brazil coming back. So I did prep myself, you know, to come back and eventually fully join the workforce again. So I started interviewing and applying while I was in Brazil. I came back um, and then I, I did start with a, with a job that I absolutely did not like and did not really last. It was a government contract, contracting job. And so um, there was some travel involved. I wasn't really that into it because it had just taken so much time away from the family, especially during a transition period and knowing that my husband was moving into another position that could potentially travel more. So, I mean, even though it is now back here in the U.S., I think it's still, you know, still kind of just as many women would, um, many mothers would come across that issue of, you know, who, what do I prioritize? Do I pr- prioritize a family? Like, what about, you know, the spouse, your spouse, spouse's career? What about your, your children's school? What about their adjustment and all of these things? And so, um, I ended up deciding that I wasn't super in love with that job <laughs> to kind of, you know, forego a lot of the things that I was missing at home. So I ended up actually looking for <laughs> another position. In the meantime, you know, as I was in um, Brazil and while I was transitioning back, I, I've all, I always have like little side projects here and there just to kind of keep the brain going and keep the, you know, keep the juices flowing. And I had been had started to help small businesses kind of get their, you know, get their businesses up and running. Like if, if it was a small, like two staff, you know, business to one that is completely starting up with, with not knowing what that design would look like and what that business structure would look like. So here and there, I would kind of advise um, small business friends um, and folks that I've been introduced to kind of how to, how to design certain, either if it's marketing for their website or, you know, what a structure of their, um, you know, of their potential future contracts would look like. So at that point, I said, well, maybe, you know, I should kind of start looking into this a little bit more. Let me start applying. And a friend of mine actually from here had introduced me to the owner of Smart Settlements that they had met through a networking thing. And she knew that I was, um, my friend knew that I was looking. And so she kind of just connected us. It was completely serendipitous because it was so just by, you know, by, by luck that, um, that we had met and we connected and we talked about the, you know, the challenges of a small business, how to actually apply some of the things that, you know, a lot of the larger companies and agencies and organizations, um, use management consultants for and what it is that they do and how can that be applied to small businesses, um, and so that kind of got the conversation started. Um, I didn't know it then, but I was basically applying for a job. Um, and I guess, you know, as they would say, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I love, I love that. I love the, just, I, I, I was writing notes as you were speaking. I'm like, oh, this is so good <laughs> because uh, to a certain extent, it's like you, which I, which I love. It's that you were open to see what the opportunities were after deciding, you know, this other kind of job was not for you. And was it really worth it you know, in terms of that, that time exchange with your family? And so I think that is like, that is a huge consideration to make. And what I also love is, you know, you were saying like, oh, we connected serendipitously, but at the same time, like coming from my perspective, and I'm listening to your story, I'm like, wow, no, I'm like, but you were putting it out there. Like you wanted to talk to small business owners and then you met this person and you networked and, and then everything happened. And so, you know, I, I think it's such a great approach to this lifestyle is being open, but then also pursuing something specific. And I think the fact that you're taking your skills for management consulting and applying it to a new space, super cool. I love it. It's like just being super creative. <laughs> With- I think that the, the key word that like, I know you and I have kind of talked about is, the, um, is openness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like for those of us who do end up moving overseas, we have already, I don't know if it's innate in us, but we already have that openness to a degree. Yeah. You know, I just think when it comes to career or professional, personal development, maybe we might be a little bit more closed off because I think, you know, as at least as women and as mothers, it's always sort of, um, at least for me, culturally, it's always been like, oh, you know, put your family first or it's their needs. Um, definitely. That's how I grew up. You know, it's, it's, what is it that the kids need? What is it that the kids want? How can you make their life, you know, better than the previous generations and so forth that a lot of us now just kind of forget to ask, um, what is it that I want? Like, what, what is it that I really like? What is it that really drives me? Um, do I stay with this job because, you know, it's a decent job and it, it, it may not be, you know, what I truly want to do, but it's, you know, it's decent hours, it's decent pay. I, you know, you kind of make these, um, these concessions that you don't realize are kind of closing you off to potential other opportunities. So good. <laughs> okay, everybody, listen to that question. What is it that you want? Like, write that in your journals. You know, like, that's a good, that's a good question to ask you, ask yourself all the time to make sure that you're aligned with where you're going in life. Uh, so you are a working, working mama with yeah. three kids. Uh, you know, you have your job and you also have like your side stuff. How do you, so how do you, how do you Rona, what do you, how do you strategize? Like, what do you do to do it all? Because this is something that I struggle with. I have three kids as well. And I have my, this business that I have, I also have a spouse and about to move. I don't know where in the next two months. So a lot of things to juggle. And I'd love to know how you do what you do and still stay sane. Yeah. Well, a lot of it is, you know, um, a lot of it is, I don't know. <laughs> I ask myself that every day too, but I will say that there has been a real, and I don't know if this is because of, you know, the pandemic um, that has happened and, or if this is just kind of where we are in terms of, you know, the seasons in life, we go through seasons. And I think in terms of the things that we're going after and the things that are important to us also are, um, come with the season. Um, for me, I've always, when I've always loved having a full plate, I feel like if I don't, I will find something to do to fill my time with whatever it is. I, I cannot, I've never in my whole life been able to just kind of sit still. 
like you take me to the beach. I can't sit there and, and just sit still. I have to be doing something. So I think one, I, I just, I don't know if it's, if it's something inside me that's just like, no, you can't, it's just, you can't sit still. Um, but in terms of, you know, once in terms of like, as a, as a grown up, I guess, I guess I'm a grown up <laughs> when you've got, when you've got folks, you know, people relying on you, when you've got your spouse, you've got several moves and then you've got clients relying on you. I think it becomes to be a very, a very, um, what is the word? Um, precise dance mm. in terms of where do you step? When do you step this way? When do you step that way? And sometimes you step a little closer towards your children's needs. Sometimes you lean a little bit more towards what your, you know, clients' needs and professional needs are. It just really varies, you know, day to day. Um, I have been incredibly fortunate, at least, you know, through um, so far in, in life to have, you know, my spouse be incredibly supportive of what I do. Is he always 100% supportive? I mean, no, but is he supportive so much that I am able to do A, B, C, and D. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's impossible to, you know, to, to do this without the kind of support. I always ask myself sometimes and I, when I look at these amazing, um, you know, these amazing business, businessmen and businesswomen, and majority of the time, you know, these entrepreneurs that you see on, on magazines, on, on social media, on the media or everything, they're, they're mostly men, right? And you, and you ask like, oh my gosh, how is it that they can be super successful? A lot of times is because they have a huge support system behind them. You know, I have, I have clients who um, do um, incredibly busy, incredibly busy. And then they have a spouse who is stay, stay at home. Now he's reminding them, I'm like, you know, don't you forget, you're able to do what you are doing right now because you have someone making sure that the personal side of things is taken care of. Um, so that's kind of one really big help. Another thing is I, I like to empower those around me to be autonomous, to be able to do things for themselves, especially at home. Like if I had to do the dishes every single night, if I had to unload the dishes every single night, if I had to um, do the laundry every single night, I don't think, I don't think I'd be here talking to you, Dom. <laughs> You'd be doing the dishes. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, that's yeah. so true. That's so true. And in, in a prior conversation, you had like, because of your, your, man, your, your frameworks and your management hat was on and you were saying like, yeah, Dom, you know, I'm really good at leveraging time. I'm like, okay, tell me more about that. Like, like yeah, I can scale myself. I'm like, oh, how do I do that? <laughs> and you, you shared a specific framework. Can you share that with, uh, with our audience? Yeah. Um, I love, like I, I mentioned, I love empowering those around me to do things for themselves. Um, I don't like, I don't feed my kids breakfast. They, they make breakfast on their own and they know, like we have a system in our pantry. They know where everything is. They know what to grab. Um, and it's an example of a framework. <laughs> like I, I teach you where to find things. I teach you how to grab things and I teach you what to eat. And then we go through that kind of practice over and over until they can be, you know, self-sufficient. Um, you know, in business and in personal life, you just really got to ask yourself, like, what is it that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing because either others should be capable and autonomous in doing that? Or maybe is there technology out there that can, you know, that can help me do things? Um, a lot of times the answer is yes. Although I'll be honest, like it's much easier to, to, 
to automate and to delegate and to scale things at work than it is at home, just because, you know, children are children. So, um, but I always, I, I take, I take a look basically, like, what do I have around me? What is the, um, what is the highest value or the most impactful thing I can do with my time? Uh-huh. I only have 24 hours in a day. Uh-huh. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. And when you start looking at what is the most impactful thing that I can do with those 24 hours, you're able to define, okay, what is it that I need to start delegating and you know, imparting to others so that they too can not only help themselves, like help me help them, but also it helps, it helps the whole kind of community, whether that's here at home or at work, it helps them become a little bit more autonomous and empowered to, you know, to get to their next level. So awesome. I love it. No, I love it. That's like, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's, I mean, even as a leader in a business or a leader in a family, like how do you empower others and give them the tools and strategies to be independent, <laughs> be independent, make their own empowered choices, uh, and, and, and all of that. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so Rona, when things get challenging, what do you do to stay positive? Ooh, what do I do to stay positive? I feel like it's hard sometimes, right? I'm usually, I'm a generally positive person, I think. <laughs> so I maybe I might have, you know, a, a little advantage in that, but one thing I try to do when things get hard is I just, I focus on the very next thing that I need to do. Um, and then try to, try to look at the big picture, try to lift yourself and go, okay, why am I doing this? Where is this going? It's really important to have that. Why, um, why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, which is really important why you should ask yourself what you want, because if you're doing things that doesn't align with what it is that you want, it's going to be hard to find that reason why you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. So I think staying positive, you know, we've, I, I mean, I've had setbacks in life, just like many, many other people. I've, I have always somehow managed to, you know, to take lemons and turn them into lemonade. And I think in order to do that, you just have to, you know, put one foot in front of the other, yeah. and keep going. And if you need to pause and, you know, take, take a look around and see, is this something that I, I want to do? Although, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be rocking back and forth and, and, you know, try, trying to be indecisive about things. Um, but I have found that just pausing and taking it day by day really, really helps. Oh, love it. I love it. That's so great. That's so great. And final question, Rona, cause our time is running out. What right. is your definition of success? My definition of success is, was, was my life well lived? Did I make an impact and am I leaving a legacy? So not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily measured by, um, by dollars. It's not necessarily measured by, um, you know, your number of followers on Instagram or anything, but of the folks closest to me, did I, did I provide them value that I give, you know, that I have a, a positive impact in their life? Did I set my kids up for success in the future? Um, so. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Rona. My definition. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And everyone, everyone's definition is a little bit different or, but somehow similar, you know, we're all trying to just live a good life. 
you know, live our, live our best life and, and make an impact. So thank you so much for being on the show. And how do our, how do our listeners, audience get in touch with you? What's the best way to, to get in contact? Sure. I mean, if you're, if you're online, if you're on Instagram, um, you can find me at smartrona, S-M-A-R-T, and then my first name, R-O-N-A, all one word. Or you can find me also on LinkedIn. Just look for Rona Job, and I'm sure I'll pop up. There's not very many of us out there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And then definitely, if you are a small business owner and you are listening to this podcast or this show, uh, make sure you reach out to her. She would love to connect with you as well. Uh, thank you so much, Rona, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dom. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also leave a rating. I'd love to know your thoughts. And if you have any ideas of future episodes or people you'd like me to interview, you can send me a message on Instagram at Dom Narciso. And I'd be happy to you know connect with you and learn more about what your needs are. And second, if you are looking for more community, if you are looking for more consistency and accountability, I am opening up my Grow in Success membership. This membership is for high achievers that want to come on and get coached by me monthly, once a month, and learn the current success strategies and positive psychology tools that I'm learning so that you can have a life of positive success. You can have a life that is continually growing and improving. So again, if you want to be part of the Grow in Success tribe, the monthly membership, please send me an Instagram message at Dom Narciso. I'd be happy to send you more information. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. I hope you tune in next week for another awesome episode. Have a great week, everyone.